Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Michael. I'm Noe. And we are the Knights of Entertainment, a podcast covering your favorite men, movies, games, comic books, anime, and more weekly. We appreciate you being here and I hope you enjoy the show tonight. Uh, tonight we are going over Noragami. Noragami. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that? Is it Origami? No. No. It's not Origami, no. Uh, we are doing a recap of season one of Noragami because I believe another season has come out not too long ago. So, What is Noragami? All right, we'll go over it. <laughs> How many episodes is it? Uh, I believe it's only 12. 12 episodes. Yeah, it's 12 episodes. You got nothing on One Piece. No, not by a long shot, no. Uh, this is kind of a comedy, kind of... Um... You know what show I like more than One Piece? Like One Piece I enjoy because I want to know what the mysteries are. Right. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I'm like the biggest One Piece fan. Right. Like I watch it and sometimes the shows get boring because it's all repetitive and, you know, the combat lingers on. It's kind of like me. I love Bleach, but I'm not like only Bleach. Yeah. yeah I'm the same way. But my one number one anime of all time is Case Closed. And that motherfucker is over a thousand episodes too. Not only is it a thousand episodes, like over like a hundred volumes. Yeah. And like it's, it's so like popular, but it's so low key that I like it. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's not like the huge phenomenon that is One Piece. Well, it's not like, because One Piece even draws in people that don't like anime necessarily. Right. And like, I just, I like Case Closed as the detective stuff and it's, it's just, just nice. Yeah. My, my, well, there's a spinoffs too. There's like a hundred thousand spinoffs. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's like 24 movies or some shit. It's got like, and like 57 games. <laughs> got a lot of shit associated with it. But like that, that never gets old to me. Never. Yeah. One Piece does sometimes. Yeah, but not with case closed because you know my own, my love mystery. So that's how some of the uh, the the filler episodes for Bleach was for me, where it's like ah, I just don't really care that much about the the filler episodes. Yeah, like, I think that's why it's that way with any kind of anime that's been around for a really long time. Even like uh, Naruto and they all have those kind of things where it's like it's super super popular. It's a good anime, but sometimes it's like oh, I'm done with it for now. Yeah, <laughs> you burn out every so often. Yeah, when you have a thousand plus episodes, <laughs> I think it's once you get over two hundred, it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so this is only twelve. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first episode is called "A House Cat, A Stray God, and a Tale." So we have uh, Yato appear uh, answers a prayer worth five yen to defeat a snake phantom using his regalia, a divine weapon named Tomoe. Uh, Tomone. However, Tomone terminates her contract with Yato due to his impoverished state. Hmm. So he's homeless. Oh. <laughs> he's like, why? Why would you leave? Why? So it's kind of like a comedy series a little bit, along with uh, some serious parts. Uh, when Hiori Ika, uh, Iki uh, saves Yato from being hit by a bus, she briefly has an out-of-body experience. After she is taken to the hospital, Yato introduces himself as a god to her. Does she get that fucking, uh, that master move from, uh, Marvel? Getting punched out of your, your own body? Kind of, yeah. Just walking out, boom! Yep, only she gets a cat tail. Ah. Uh. Whenever she gets knocked out of her body. Uh, the next day, Hiori begins having drowsy spells despite her full recovery. Yato encounters a toad phantom, but Hiori helps him escape. Due to the bus incident, she is a uh, she has become a half phantom. Her spirit can frequently leave her human body, so Hiori wishes to return to, return to normal, and Yato accepts the wish for five yen. And look up how much five yen is. Like a quarter. 
Play five. <laughs> God dang. <laughs> five cents. He will do anything for five for a five yen coin. Man is a whore. Kinda yes. So episode two is called Snow Like. Uh, Hiori tries to adjust to her new form, realizing her human body falls asleep whenever she leaves it. Yato says he cannot help her until he acquires a new regalia, which is a divine weapon. Hiori searches for a new regalia for him, assuming it can be a phantom. Due to this misconception... Here's an AK-47. Yeah. <laughs> some, of the, some of the regalia can turn into weapons like that, though. Cool. Uh, due to this misconception, she and Yato are chased by a crab phantom. Yato, protecting Hiori, incurs a blight from the phantom, a wound that can spread if left untreated. He uh, explains to Hiori... Uh, he explains that Hiori's tail is her lifeline to her physical form. She would die if it were ever severed. After spotting an uncorrupted soul, Yato adopts it as his new regalia and uses it to defeat the phantom. Yato gives his regalia the name Yukane, who reverts to a teenage boy when his name is spoken. So the- Shazam! Kinda, yeah, but they turn into weapons instead of Shazam. So that one uh, soul hunter, what was that one where uh, death has a son? Oh, um, Soul Eater or something? Yeah, something like that. I cannot. There was always one that was the normal and the one that was a weapon. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of the same style. I don't really like, I like the fact that he decided to just go world building and made the weirdest little world he wanted. Yeah. Had like the weirdest characters like Jack the Ripper and, and Al Capone and he just, everything he liked, he just, whatever the worst. put it all into the one. That's the best. People like, just don't, you know, you don't have to explain it. If you like it, just fill it in your little world the way you can. It was also one of those, uh, one of the anime where uh, it always comes up on a list of um, uh, uh, equality. So like <laughs> the main, one of the main characters, that girl that actually has that scythe, I think. Yeah. Where uh, she hits this one dude, but later on he smacks the fuck out of her. Because <laughs> she's like, you can hit me back. And he does. Everybody go, okay. <laughs> He's like, bad. <laughs> and knocks her across the entire ground. It's like, just smacks the fuck out of her. It's like, you have to hit me that hard. <laughs> uh, episode three is called Bidden Calamity. So Yukane tries to adjust his new uh, to his new life with Yato as his master. Yato reveals that he and Yukane share the same mind and body. They are summoned uh, by Tenjin, the god of lightning, or learning, sorry, uh, who commissions Yato to destroy a hand phantom at a railroad track that makes people commit suicide. Eesh. Yato destroys it before a schoolboy kills himself, although Hiori was upset that Yato has contempt for those wanting to die. She realized it is because he is angry that they do not value the simple blessing of being alive. He is unwilling to let suicide happen in front of Yukane or any other regalia, as they are the spirits of dead humans who do who had wanted to live and not die. Yeah. So he's like, it irritates him whenever people decide to take their own lives for no reason. Episode four is called "Where Happiness Lies." So Yato brings Hiore and Yukane to meet a fellow god named Kofuku, and her regalia named Daikoku, which is the the god of luck, basically. The how there's the seven gods of luck in uh, Japanese tradition. Huh. Yato is summoned by a sacrificial. Uh, or sorry, Yato is summoned by a suicidal office worker named Yusuke on the roof of a building and learns that Yusuke suffered misfortune after falling in love with a girl. After Yato, oh, isn't that just a story of life? 
<laughs> after Yato realizes that the girl is Kofuku, revealed as the god of poverty, he uses Yukane to sever Yusuke's ties with her, saving him. Hiyori learns that Yato is a god of calamity. Uh, one who would kill in the past if people wished it, simply so that he would not be forgotten. Because in this world... Don't forget me! It would... The names have uh, power, basically. So if their name gets forgotten within history, the god disappears. Oh. So they try to keep their name... Neil Gaiman had that same, like, concept in his uh, American Gods thing. I know. Like, does. if they they were believed enough by a certain amount of people, they were given physical manifestations. Mm-hmm. And wild, huh? That's why, isn't it, in his uh, Odin has that, that rocket that's flying off into space and shit like that where it's weapons? I don't remember the, the much of the show. Yeah. I didn't read the book either, but I know that the Odin in America was different than the, the Odin in uh, Norway or in Iceland because mm-hmm. this one was more Americanized. Yeah. There was also like a bunch of Jesuses. Yeah. And uh, Loki was weird. Yeah, where they were uh, within, uh, oh, what the hell was her name? Where she was the spring goddess or something like that. But all the, because uh, like it was uh, originally supposedly her day before Jesus was Easter. So that was the whole thing with that. A big one was that uh, they were fighting newer gods mm-hmm. that humans didn't realize that they had created, created by worshiping it, basically. By worshiping whatever the thing was like. They got technology. media, technology, yeah, stuff like that. The technology and what was the other one? Um, information or something like that? Maybe. I know one was Lucy Liu. You're not Lucy Lou, uh, Lucille Ball. Yeah, Lucille Ball. And she wanted to show the maker her titties. Yeah. And I was like, I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah, I want to see Lucille Ball's titties, yes. <laughs> Just never have. No, damn. <laughs> um, Let's see here. Um, Yukane and Hiori encounter the mysterious Nora, Yatu's former regalia at this point. Uh, next episode is called Borderline. Yukane learns to draw a borderline, a barrier against phantoms. Hiyori uh, has Yukane stay at her house, since Yato cannot look after him property, properly. Yato reveals that Yukane has a fear of the dark. After Hiyori stops Yukane from stealing the skateboard, he runs away. Yato explains that regalia like Yukane can feel pain, but this does not uh, pertain to gods, as they are all-powerful. Yukane encounters the spirit of a girl who has killed, who was killed in a traffic accident. Although he tries to protect her, the girl becomes possessed by a Getty phantom, forcing Yato and Yukane to kill her against Yukane's will. So it's basically forcing him to do something that he doesn't want to do. Kill like a little girl that got possessed. Uh, episode 6 is called Scary Person. Yukane's conflicting emotions about his role as Yato's regalia affects Yato physically and causes his blight to become worse. Since gods are connected with the regalia and they feel their emotions and thoughts every single time they have one. Yato is attacked by Bishamon, a powerful god uh, with many regalia. Bishamon. 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 She has some big ass titties too. (laughs) Digital monsters. (laughs) Bishamon holds a grudge against Yato because he killed her former regalia in the past. A matter that upsets both Yukane and Hiyori. In an attempt to stop the battle, Kofuku uses Daikoku to open up a vent to unleash many phantoms as a distraction. Though Bishamon manages to severely injure Yato before retreating, Yato is saved in time by Nora. Yeah. 
because uh, Yukine will not work with Yato at this point. Like, he's refusing to do anything for him. Uh, episode 7 is called Uncertainty and Destiny. Yukine now wants to leave Yato, feeling unimportant and angry. Hey, title. Uncertainty and Destiny. Yeah. Feeling unimportant and angry at this condition. Tenjin explains, which is the god of uh, learning, explains to Hiori that regalia who abandon their god and serve other gods are called Noras and are frowned upon, revealing Yato's mysterious Nora from before. Basically, uh, whenever like uh, Yato gave uh, Yukine his name, uh, a person like this other one named Nora, they have multiple names written on them whenever a uh, god uses them. Mm. So it's like they're the horrors of the god universe. <laughs> um, uh, Kizuma, Bishamon's regalia, protects Hiori from being noticed by Mishimon, aware of Hiori's ability. He tells her that Yukine's immoral acts will eventually cause Yato to die. Because yeah, Yukine has uh, feelings for Yori, and he gets dirty thoughts. <laughs> Where you have Yato stop thinking that. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Oh, man, that would suck. You little perker. <laughs> Are you fucking freak? <laughs> Yukine flees after being caught stealing charity money by Yato and the others. Yori tells Yato to consider Yukine as a person rather than a tool. Yato later uses Yukine to take down a moth phantom. Uh, episode 8 is called Over the Line. Moth phantom is sure running around lately. Uh, it's a huge thing with uh, Japanese lore. Okay. Why do you think Mothra exists? To save uh, Godzilla. Godzilla. <laughs> Basically. Used to be a, well, Mothra was always a good one, I think. I think so, yeah. Godzilla was always one that was like a bit of a... Unless it was Haiti. I remember that Mothra, Godzilla, the original, got killed because it was becoming benevolent. Yeah. And then a meaner Godzilla came, like a bigger and meaner one. Mm -hmm. Like later, like uh, Godzilla rises again. It was like darker than the original. Yeah. And then he also had a kid. Yeah. He had like kid Godzilla. It got really weird. Yeah. What? Oh. My headset came in and second. Oh, I'm like, what happened? Good? Yeah, we're good. Okay. I was like, oh, shit. It's been, it's been windy as fuck, by the way. <laughs> uh, alrighty. So, we have uh, Over the Line. Yato is summoned at Hiori's high school by a student named Manabu Ogiwara, who is being bullied. <laughs> like that name, Manabu Ogiwara. <laughs> who is being bullied by another student. Yugene grieves over the fact that he cannot have friends or experience high school like a living person. Manabu, he's, he hit me fine, believe me. I mean, he is a spirit. You ain't that bad. You're not missing much. No, not really. Manabu, encourages, uh, encouraged by a shadow phantom with the intent to kill, uh, confronts Hashimoto with a pocket knife given to him by Yato. Manabu overcomes the shadow phantom, saving his humanity. Yukine succumbs to his anguish and shatters the school windows at this point, though. His final immoral act causes Yato to collapse during de near death. Because he gets so mad that he can't have his high school appearance... Uh, uh, um, experience and stuff like that that he just gets mad and all the windows shatter oh damn which causes since yato feels everything of yukine he start he falls down and almost dies <laughs> jesus despite being contaminated by Yo yato's blight after touching him hayori carries him to kofuku and daikoku begging for help however daikoku shuts them out with a borderline saying you're not gonna you can't pass no damn you cannot yeah, <laughs> uh, Episode 9 is called Name. 
So Kofuku, uh, Kofuku and Daikoku only allow Hiyori to enter as she has been cleansed from the blight. The only way to save Yato now is by Yukine receiving punishment through an absol uh, ablution. Uh, I don't I can't remember if it's absolution or ablution, but it's written as ablution. Well, like a spanking or what? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> uh, requiring three regalia. Daikoku enlists Tenji Mayu, which is the um, the god of learning, who was previously Yato's regalia Tomoe, and Hiyori recruits Kazuma. The three force Yukine to endure pain until he repents and confesses his sins. <laughs> Jesus. His refusal causes him to start turning into a bat phantom. He, he becomes the knight. <laughs> Yori begs Yukine to stop burdening Yato. By the way, that, that movie is on Max. Uh, the deal they came to Gartham. Is it? Yeah, and he, yeah, he becomes a, a man bat at the end of that one, too. <laughs> uh, and Yato calls him out. Yukine finally breaks down and apologizes, ab uh, allowing the ablution to be successful. Yato and Yukine thank Hiyori for saving their lives. Meanwhile, Nora awakens a god named Rabo. Uh, episode 10 is called Regarded with Hate. Yukine uh, takes up a part-time job at Daikoku's food stand to help repay what he stole. Damn, he's going to get a part-time job. <laughs> Make a minimum wage for what? <laughs> for nothing. Because Yato's taking five cents for every fucking thing. God damn <laughs> Uh, and wants to he uh, use Hiyori's old textbooks to learn like a normal student. Tenjin suggests Yato sever ties with Hiyori to return her to a normal, uh, which upsets him. Hiyori invites the boys to the New Year's festival, but they get held up by a nest of scorpion phantoms with a Rabo sent to test Yato's strength. Hiyori is attacked by wolf phantoms near Nora, or from Nora, who tells her that Rabo wants to kill Yato. When Yato and Yukane meet Hiyori, they are surprised to find that she no longer remembers Yato. For some reason, she does not remember them whatsoever. Damn. So episode 11 is called Abandoned God. No, they forgot him. So Yato and Yukine unsuccessfully try ways to bring back Hiyori's memories. Nora reveals that uh, she stole Hiyori's memories of Yato in the form of a jewel. Rabo attacks him with Nora as his regalia. Yato is unable to beat him, obviously. Nora states that she will return to Hiyori's memory only if Yato can defeat Rabo. It is revealed that Rabo is a god of calamity who answers evil wishes to kill, and Yato had uh, worked with him in the past once. Yeah, Yukine becomes devastated that when Hiyori forgets him too, and not just Yato. He's like, really? You can't? You don't remember me? You don't know who I am? Like, uh, maybe this will refresh your memory. He pulls his dick out. Like. <laughs> I mean, they did sleep in the same bed, but prompting Yato to decide to return her, uh, restore her memory despite the risks. Episode 12 is, called, 12 is called A Scrap of Memory. Oh, that's a nice good title, too. Yeah. I mean, they had really decent titles for the episodes. Better than the One Piece titles. I, God. <laughs> they are bad. That's awful. I don't understand who makes those damn titles. <laughs> Aren't they the chapter titles, too? No, the, the chapter titles are decent. Are they? Like, chapter one is Romance Dawn. And, uh, like, chapter two is, like, uh, uh, the uh, demon hunter or demon uh, bounty hunter or something. Yeah. Like whatever, for whatever reason, the episode titles on the anime are just like truly the oh, randomest shit I've ever heard. Yeah. So uh, last episode of this, we have uh, Hiyori accidentally comes along with Yato and Yukine when they warp to Rabo's shrine. Yabo destroys the jewel containing Hiyori's memories, causing her to fall unconscious. At this, 
Yato unleashes a rage that delights Robbo, who wants to see Yato as the powerful, depraved god of calamity that he was in the past. Calamity. Robbo absorbs and merges with the Storm Phantom, which was formed due to their fierce fight. Yato protects Yori from the boulder, and his scent brings back her memories, awakening her. Nice. Because she, she doesn't remember him, but there's that. Uh, there's a. All the gods within this world have a scent. Like where they uh, smell uh, good to humans, which is kind of weird, but. Kind of, yeah. Because like, they come from a different world, so it's a different smell. Like fresh. It's all pleasant, I guess. Yeah, basically. Uh, Robo dies, content that he died at Yato's hands. Yato tells Hiori that she will be happier if she severs ties with him, with them. However, Hiori refuses, stating she wants to be with Yato forever. Yato happily accepts her request for five yen. <laughs> you gotta pay me for five yen. Man, always, always hustling. <laughs> there's even an episode, I think it was episode, it was one or two, where uh, there's a guy that uh, has him clean his shower. Oh, shit. And he's using paper towels uh, sprayed with bleach. He's like, hey, you put this in the cracks, and it works really good cover <laughs> to get all the mildew. Oh, that's a good character. Yeah. So you uh, relatable. You very much so, yes. Always hustling, making the extra dollar. <laughs> he will do anything for five years. Damn, five bucks, huh? No, five cents. Oh, yeah, five cents. Five cents. Five yen. And he's got a jar of five yen full of money. <laughs> and it's only one jar, though. It's getting there. Because <laughs> he's wanted to, the whole thing is he's trying to build a shrine. Mm -hmm. He wants to build himself a shrine. So he'll remember him? Yes. <laughs> he's hustling. And at the very end, she gives him a, like a little uh, dollhouse shr uh, shrine where she's like, here, I built you one. There you go. Done and done. Which makes him extremely happy because he's never had a an actual shrine. A place of worship for him? Yeah. That's wild. Like it's literally super small. <laughs> <laughs> it fits for him. That still counts, I guess. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's, um, that's, uh, Norigami. And I think season yeah. two came out not too long ago. Cool. All righty. Ready for your Reddit? <laughs> these are, uh, let's see, what were they again? Oh, these were shower thoughts. Oh, shower thoughts. That's new. Yeah. They're just statements put out into the ether. Oh, God. So the first one is by Matrix Man 100. Just put it out into the human collective, huh? This person puts, you're officially an adult when it's no longer hard to fall asleep on Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> fucking true. That's for sure. I clock out. You don't have to try to go to sleep. Next one is by, uh, Tears Are Sweat. That's <laughs> the name of it. It's like, yeah, I guess so. This person puts, to not expose his identity, Batman is either driving a Batmobile uninsured or is committing insurance fraud. <laughs> Something you never think about. Uh, he, gets, he gets fucking pulled over. Like, Can I see your license and registration? Like, of course, officer. And he fucking pulls <laughs> he, he beats the shit out of himself. He's like, oh, f and he just fucking pepper sprays the cop and drives off. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, next one is by Alpha Gusto. Or Gusto. Uh, in Toy Story, it must be pure agony to exist as an unassembled Lego set. Oh, God, that wouldn't be painful. I don't know, I've never thought of that. Because <laughs> it's like, they're all alive. So. Yeah. Uh, next one is posted by Deleted. <laughs> Their name's not on here. No problem. Arguing with dumb people actually makes you smarter because you have to figure out ways to explain things in a way, uh, in a, way a dumb person can understand it. 
Yeah, no, it's impossible. I could convince a dumb person. <laughs> I could have stopped him there. <laughs> uh, next one is by chatting a bard. 99% of what your body does, it does itself. Your body actually trusts you with very little. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Everything that's important to you is all automatic. The only time you get my breathing is when you think about it, and you have to force yourself to breathe. Which is really weird. And then you forget about it, and you just do it again anyway. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, your body doesn't trust you to breathe for your heart to pump. None of that. Uh, next one is by uh, King Ezekiel's Tiger. 3 a.m. feels much more like the middle of the night than midnight does. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, but yeah, it does. Uh, Least Will 6073 puts... The wife in the Truman Show was essentially a highly compensated upscale prostitute. Well, I'm wondering that. Yeah. Uh, next one is by Somebody Lied. Therapists and counselors know so many lonely people, all located in the same area, but can't introduce those lonely people to one another without violating patient confidentiality rules. Damn. <laughs> you never think about that, but yeah, it's kind of true. Uh, next one is by Intelligent Bottle 2 This person puts. Men see women's buttholes way more than women see men's buttholes. <laughs> well, <laughs> kind of true. <laughs> I never would have thought of that, but yeah. Not a doggy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next one is by uh, Meow Meow. Meow Meow. This person puts, underboob cleavage feels much more risque than regular cleavage, but they're essentially the same thing. Nah, upper cleavage is just so nice. <laughs> you don't like underboob? It's not that I don't. It's just like if it was more risque, it's, you know, like them clenched together and like she bends over to pick up something from off of the counter, right? And then people just fucking, they just sway. <laughs> and then she, you know, come, it's like, it's almost like illegal to watch. Well, I guess it is illegal to, to look at. You know what I mean? Like, I guess she's not illegal to look at, but it's like inappropriate. And it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, man, I would love to be looking at that cleavage for like an hour. <laughs> but then she catches you staring and like, oh, I'm so sorry. So sorry. I mean, look here. Uh, next one is by Mr. Accurite. The person puts, Every jock, bully, or thug you have ever seen in a movie has actually been a theater kid pretending to be one. <laughs> yeah. So they're not actually... They're not exactly... They, probably, they know what it's like because they can fucking stomp down on a real one. They got fucked up anyway. Uh, next one is by High and Sclerotic. High and Horny. For an organ that evolved to keep us safe from danger, the brain really does like activities that are dangerous, e.g. doing drugs, driving fast, etc. Like, don't. Your brain? Like, I'm not, like, predisposition to want to drive fast or, or do drugs, you know what I mean? But a lot of people do. That's just the lack of their original evolutionary state, I guess. Uh, next one is by Dirty Mutter 92 person puts so like a razor <laughs> it's like a tosh one with a dirty mutter so who finds that offensive like ape hands go up marks it off when dogs in movies are being bad dogs they are actually being good dogs yeah because yeah. they're acting like they're acting yeah i don't know how they got to do the to, to act scared <laughs> nervous or guilty but they on command right yeah never really thought of that uh, next one is deleted again, because <laughs> the person doesn't just People who overthink often assume everyone is as smart as they are. Kind of, yeah. The unfortunate state of yes. 
Uh, next one is by Adamant Condition. Adamantium. This person puts, The fact that guys still ask for nudes, even though the internet has unlimited images, demonstrates that they actually do care about the personality associated with the body. Yeah. Yeah. Not every person that you want to, like, if you, uh, you don't want to see every single woman naked. No. But, I mean, sure. <laughs> it's more like, uh, it's for me, it's face, personality, the body can be whatever. Girl can be 450 pounds. And I'd be like, what's up, girl? <laughs> she could be like, she'd be 98 pounds. I'd be like, what's going on? She could be anything. As long as it's like, it's like her face and then her personality matches. Uh, my mesh with mine, it's game on. <laughs> but if uh, you know she's missing, uh, if I don't like the face, like it's like maybe something you know people like for certain it's subjective. Right. You like what you like, and like personality, same subjective. You know, you can have like the most gorgeous woman ask you out, and then she turns up to be just like completely jarring when you date her. Yeah. She's like, I'm only gonna fuck you one time, though, and then you. <laughs> <laughs> you almost hate fucks. <laughs> nah, you gotta evolve from the whole like just banging to bang. Yeah. Uh, next one is by Effer95. Some person puts people who let their text show on their lock screen are the people who truly have nothing to hide. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give two fucks who's texting me. <laughs> but yeah, you can see. It's fine. Uh, next one is by Schmoosh Shampoo. <laughs> Schmoosh Shampoo. This person puts. You always hear about men with foot fetishes, but never women. Do I have women like a nasty-ass fucking male toe? Ugh. <laughs> it is true, though. You know, like, the chick in uh, Dumb and Dumber 2, she had a foot fetish. Yeah. She was sucking toes. I'm like... Next one is by uh, Some Random Goo. Or guy, I guess. Yeah, G-U-I. Guy. This person puts, Stepsister porn is everywhere, but you never see any adopted sister porn. Well, <laughs> what, what do you want, bro? <laughs> if you want a specialty video, you can find some OnlyFans that can do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he does have a point, but... Not, not a point I care to even consider. No. I don't want stepsister anything. <laughs> The last one by Animator Gas Mask. <laughs> this person puts, everyone in the Matrix is technically a version. Yes. Yeah. Because they're all digitally fucking. Yes. But they've never actually really fucked. So they're all technically a version. Thank you. <laughs> the more you learn, and then the rainbow comes up. <laughs> Reading rainbow. Reading rainbow. <laughs> I love that show. I can go anywhere. It's in a book. Just take a look. Reading Rainbow. <laughs> uh, now, they, I don't. I wonder if they ever referenced it on, uh, or if it was after the Next Generation. His stint as a Star Trek. Yeah. If it was after or before, if they never referenced it on the show, do you like to read? He's like, of course, I love to read. I think they did actually on Reading Rainbow once. They referenced that he was in the Star Wars? Yeah. Or Star Trek? Yeah, I think so. Not the other way around? I think they actually did once. Uh, so what, it was after Star Trek? I think so. Okay. 
Or at least like a, a close enough. Close to it, yeah. Because he was on that show for fucking ever. That yeah. Rita Rainbow was on forever. Yeah. But yeah, I think he... Let's find out. <laughs> Let's see how long Rita Rainbow was around. <laughs> Rita Rainbow. <laughs> We had, God dang, hosted by Lamar Burton for more than 20 years. <laughs> God dang. <laughs> Friggin' Jerry Stiller was on there. Really? He was a dinosaur comic. I don't know. Does Reed was still exist? Did he go off air? Let's see. Uh, why did Reed Rainbow get canceled? Not only was PBS unable to secure enough funds to cover the costs associated with renewing broadcast rights and continuing reruns, the show's core philosophy was challenged as well. You can't challenge the core philosophy of Reading Rainbow? Yep. People tried to cancel it. Fuck those people. It was it was started, let's see. It aired from uh originally aired July nineteen eighty three to November two thousand six. God, so he we did it before. The next generation. It's a long time. God damn, I didn't know it was that long. <laughs> they won 200 broadcast awards, including a, a, a Peabody Award and 26 Emmys. Fuck. 10 of which were in the a, a category of Outstanding Children's Series. <laughs> I'm going to start watching the Reading Rainbow again. Take you back in time. Yeah, I'll read all the books they have on there. They probably wouldn't be intellectually stimulating to me, though. No, probably not. Oh, this is the dumbest shit I've ever read. Now watch it again. It's intellectually stimulating. Like my brain's just like, my God, the, the stuff I've learned. Well, we'll never know. Well, like, uh, and... Fuck, 20 years. Yeah. Well, you've seen that they, uh, they published that one book with Stephen King where there was a children's book apparently in the Dark Tower, but they published that children's book in real life. Mm -hmm. It's about a train. <laughs> An evil train. Oh, God. Where uh, you can't tell in the picture if the kids are screaming or if they're happy. I just published a fake, uh, basically a uh, uh, an altered reality book. Yeah. Because it's not really real, but it's real in the context of like the that Ant Man book. Yeah. That that Scott Lang wrote. Yeah. He, it's it's in our world, but it's not really our world. It's like right. an all alter. Uh, what is it? R A R A G. Yeah. Like an altered reality game or some shit. Mm-hmm. But they did the same thing. That shit is getting too much. Like we get, people barely believe this reality. <laughs> the last thing they need is like in the future, right? If like the uh, history is like severed, and like someone finds a Scott Lang book, it's like <gasps> that shit happened back in history. And people are dumb, so yeah, yeah we don't need any more uh, misinformation out there. A hundred percent don't need any more. <laughs> There's already enough of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll be catching up on reading Rumble, guys. 20 years and we will see you guys after the new year we will see you with our new shows and our new ideas and probably the same stuff <laughs> we'll see you guys in the next one <laughs>